You know that pure joy when you find a forgotten 100 rand note in the pocket of some old jeans while you're doing the laundry? That feeling of elation sums up Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies. Since its rejuvenation in 2016, Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies has ensured that those three days you spend on Kloof Wine Farm in Darling will sustain you long enough until the following year's edition. That the memories you make with your squad under the sun screaming along to your favorite musos will last a lifetime. Daisies is committed to developing, supporting, and cultivating a quality, multi-sensory cultural experience, and this year will be no different. Head on over to rockinthedaisies.com to get your tickets now and be a part of history. Tex in the City has kept you informed of what's happening in the South African music industry for the last, I reckon, 15 years now, and this podcast is an extension of that plugging you into all the hottest music news, reviews, and interviews through insightful and stimulating conversations with people who are on the ground, the people who are plugged into the culture and who are making things happen. And for the first season, we're focusing on festival OG Johnny Walker rocking the daisies. Now, this festival has changed ownership. They've promoted team members to new positions, and they've embraced a new direction for a new generation, which I think is very important. And being on multiple best festival lists over the last five years really has cemented that vision. And after having to postpone their festival because of floods in the greater Western Cape region, they they really have been through it all this year, guys. But they're on track to produce one of the best editions to date. Believe me, I have seen what's behind the scenes. I know the blood, sweat and beers that have been going into this festival. It's on track to be great. So what I'll be doing at Daisy's this year is I'll be making my way around the festival, talking to all of you good people, finding out what's hot and what's not, what you're eating, what you're drinking, which activations you're vibing, and most importantly, who's on your to-watch list. Now, two months ago, Tex in the City and Rock in the Daisies did a meet and greet competition for the VAPs. And 1,000 comments later, guys, I'm, I'm not joking, I'm being, I'm being 100% serious. A thousand comments later and my social media manager was in a flat spin. Needless to say, there's no shortage of love for the British band. And I caught up with their bassist, Connor Ball, in anticipation of their headlining set. An absolute sweetheart, one of my favorite interviews I've done lately. Today I'm chatting to Conor Ball, bassist of British pop rock band The Vamps, the UK foursome that are true kids of the internet. They formed online and first came to fame through their hugely popular YouTube covers and since then have carved out their own pop rock niche, winning over the hardest of hearts. Conor, welcome to Tex in the City, the podcast. How are you doing? Hey, hey. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, that was a lovely intro, by the way. That was very kind of you. Ah, <laughs> thank you for thank that how are you doing you. i'm great i'm great we've been having some really bad weather in cape town oh, no. where i am some horrible weather but today for the first time the sun came out so very thankful hey. for that yeah yeah that's amazing yeah i'm sorry about the bad weather you've been having i've heard all about it and uh wish everyone you know hope everyone's safe and everyone's good and uh, yeah hopefully we can come see you soon 
You know what? Thank you for your well wishes. And we're so happy that Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies managed to postpone to November and even more happy because you guys are able to make it. Because, you know, when a festival postpones, sometimes not everybody is able to adjust their calendar. So the fact that you guys are still coming. Of course. No, we wouldn't miss it for the world, honestly. Like, we've never been to South Africa before, and so we we actually cannot miss it. We're so excited. We cannot wait to come see your country, see the people, see the fans that we've never seen. Um, yeah, it's, it's mad that we've never been, you know, 10, 11 years into the band. So we're just, we're making it happen, whatever it takes, you know. I mean, what do you, when you get that call that you're headed to the tip of Africa to perform at one of South Africa's biggest festivals, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? I, I, I'm very curious to know. Well, like, what's the food specialty? That's the <laughs> first thing, of course. Because, <laughs> you know, you have to try the food in the places that you go. You know, we're very lucky to be able to travel a lot. And wherever we go, we like to try and you know, uh, get involved with the culture and, and what kind of food you eat and, and everything. So I've been hearing good things. What have you heard? I'm dying to know. So I'm a big steak fan. And my, my friend told me that the two best steaks in the world are Argentinian and South African. And you have to like go and compare them and see which one's best. So I'm excited because I've been to Argentina and I've had their steak. So I'm excited. Your friend is very wise. Please tell him that for me. Incredibly wise. <laughs> I will. There are some amazing steak restaurants in Cape Town specifically. So if you have some time, and I'm going to give you names. If you have some time, amazing. you have to go to Nelson's Eye. It's okay. It's been, it's in town. It's in the center of town. So it's not too far out, but it's been there for years. And they literally cook the steak to perfection and the kitchen is open as well. So it's really nice. You can get to like see what's happening at the same time, oh, but it's wow, not, I love that. it's not super fancy though, Connor. It's literally like a hole in the wall. And I mean that with like all the love in my heart. That's but- always the best ones though, right? It's the unexpected little, you know, ones on the corner that are just, you know, go under the radar, but they're the best. A hundred percent. And people are going to tell you Hussar's grill, or they're going to tell you city grill. no, Go to Nelson's Eye. You're gonna Nelson's have eye. you're gonna have the best steak, the best steak. Sick. And also, apart from food, because we've got some incredible local delicacies. I mean, we've got Cook Sisters and we've got samosas and like cake Malay curries if you like that, and and bunny chows. Awesome. And there's so there's so much stuff. But South Africa also does wine really, really well. Oh, I don't know okay. if you are you a uh, wine so, connoisseur? Do you so, enjoy so wine? The other three boys are massive wine wine guys. And for honestly, since the start of the band, they've been trying to, well, not since the start, because we were 16, but, um, <laughs> you know, since, since the start, basically, um, they've been trying to get me into wine. And so it's been one of them things that I've just put off forever. So maybe South Africa is the place that will just switch me. I mean, I don't even know where to start to start giving you recommendations. There's, <laughs> there are so many. There are so many. The oldest wine farm, if I am correct, and if all the wine snobs, if there are any wine snobs that listen to this podcast, if I don't get this correct, they're going to crucify me. But I'm pretty sure that the oldest wine farm in South Africa is Groot Constantia, which is mm, probably like... 20 minutes from town so it's not that far cool that's not bad 
but it's it's beautiful and it's huge and you can walk through the vineyards and they also do I think they do ports and sherries and they've got two really nice restaurants but I think wow. you know if if you're going to if you're going to start probably start with the oldest that, and, that, and that's what I was going to say like if mm. I'm going to start I want to start properly and you're giving me the full rundown here I want to see the grapes I want to see where it's made like exactly. that'd be amazing sounds exactly. awesome Exactly Exactly. Are we talking like red or white or both or? They do everything. They do everything. But their flagship wine is a wine called the Governor's Reserve, which, I mean, don't even mess around with anything else. It's a red, it's a blend. And it's, yeah. yeah. When when I have gone there, I've been there twice. um, That's what I've ordered. And it's just whatever, whatever you eat, if you're eating, they also do a good steak as well. They do a good steak. If you're eating steak, if you're eating fish, Governor's Reserve Red, don't mess around with anything else. Tell the boys. I mean, yeah, they'll be so excited, honestly. It's, I think yeah, it's like steak and red wine is like the go-to in the band. Apart from James, actually, he's veggie, but um, the red wine he'll definitely get involved with. But, you know, we've also got really great hikes. We've got great beaches. We've got incredible nightlife in Cape Town. It's a win-win I was situation. Ask about the nightlife, yeah. Yeah, listen, once you get here, it's a win-win situation. The nightlife is sick so i don't know if you have some time to like maybe explore or go out or so things like that we hopefully we do i think we're we were meant to be there like a week um but obviously it's been moved so i don't know how close the gigs are and stuff now but um yeah the other boys actually were gonna stay out for four days and i couldn't but because it's been moved maybe i can now so i might stay with them for like an extra couple of days all you got to do is just play them this podcast and then start making like lists if you can't remember of all the things that need to be done. Honestly, you're giving me the lowdown. I love it. We never get this before we go to a country for the first time. So this is great. You don't have to sift through. You just give me the best stuff, you know. Exactly. Nelson's eye, Crud Constantia. What else? Good night life. <laughs> exactly. Easy. Check out, some, check out some good music. Do you know... Are there any South African acts that you know of or in like when, when it comes to like the music scene here, is there anything about the South African scene that you know that stands out to you or anything that like you'd like to see or hear? I, I don't know much, but do you have like your own style there? Is it a whole different type of genre? Is what, what's, what makes it different? So we've got a genre called Amapiano, which you may or may not have heard of, but it's our own sort of sub-genre of electronic music that was born in the townships that is uh, is derivative of another genre that we have called Kwaito, which was really, really big in like the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And Amapiano is basically taken over like like the world, like there are artists like Georgia Smith are like sampling I'm a piano yeah. beats and it's, it's become, yeah. I mean, I heard the other day that like Japan has an Ama piano scene, which, um, <laughs> very That's interesting. So that That's would, great. yeah. So that would definitely be something that I would recommend you check out. It's like, um, very cool Sick. dance music. Yeah. Something, something different. So definitely an Ama piano party. I think you'd love that. I would, we would love that. Definitely. I think getting involved in like music from around the world is something that we love because it inspires our next music and it inspires the next you know, generation of people, which I love that you're saying it's inspiring people around the world because it's 
the same as like the the Latin American music that's kind of gone everywhere. And it is great that Spotify now can kind of get all this music out to everyone because otherwise you mm. know, we wouldn't have heard about it. So maybe the next Vamps album will be I'm a, P- I'm a Piano? I'm a Piatto? I'm a Piano. Yeah, you got to write the piano, first time. Like a piano. Okay, I'm a Piano. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to listen to it. Oh, that's that's crazy. But talking about new Vamps music, because it's been a while, right? It's been a while since you guys have released anything. But, you know, yeah. you've been touring, you've been celebrating a, a decade or 11 years, like you said. Um, has there been any time in between everything that you've been doing to actually sit down and write or maybe record new music? Actually, no. For In terms of like Vamp stuff, um, no, we haven't been recording any new music. Um, or writing actually I mean there's loads of ideas and songs all the time because we're always writing whether that's for us or for other people or or whatever but um, we are definitely going to be doing new music but when we we don't know like James is currently releasing his own solo stuff and I've been doing another kind of more rocky project which is really fun because we get to explore other kind of genres and and things that you know take our creative influences off to a whole you know other place but um i think when it comes down to it the vamps is always going to be our number one thing Mm. in terms of music and and what we love doing so we're definitely going to come back and do it but it's just a matter of when and and what we want to do as well because it's been so long it's like do we carry on with the same direction we were doing or do we go down a whole different thing because you know we've kind of been through we started off very like folk kind of pop driven acoustic kind of style then we went down EDM kind of you know with DJs and stuff so we've been kind of been going through it all so maybe we have to switch it up for the next one as well but you know I feel like that anthemic pop like those timeless songs that fill arenas years after they've been released that never that never goes out of style what would you say the a core the core vamps sound is I think we always like we're musicians that play instruments first and foremost that's what we grew up on you know we grew up on on bands that played guitar and played live drums and bass and so I would be sad if we got rid of that you're like that's our our bread mm. and butter you know those, those are the things that we grew up on and that's what influenced us to start with and I think it's what we do best as well like if you ever come to see a, a Vamps live show it's where we think personally where we like thrive because we we play our instruments completely live and we rock it up and we make it we do make it different to the like the studio record but it's on purpose like we love doing that you know what I mean it keeps it fresh for us so I think as long as we keep the guitars and the live elements then we're happy oh I will come and see a VAM show at Johnny Walker Rock and Daisy November I can't wait I'm so excited but you know sounds evolve but relationships also naturally evolve so What's the dynamic like between you and the rest of the band members? Do you find yourselves being naturally close or, you know, are you happy to go off and do your separate things in between tours and things? Do you know what? A bit of both. Like we are absolute best friends without the vamps. You know what I mean? We we wouldn't have met without the vamps, but we are best friends without the vamps too, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think no one else kind of knows what we've been through as a band and like through ups and downs and everything there's no like other three guys that I can say has been through the same thing as me so I think that's a whole other connection thing that people don't quite understand um 
but yeah, no, we, we're, we're best mates and we kind of, we see each other outside of band stuff and outside of work and, uh, and, you know, even though we can't really call it work, it's, it's just like it's jumping about stage, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, definitely we're best mates. What do they think of your new band Lunas? Are they super supportive? Yeah. Also, thanks again. We just changed the name, so thanks, <laughs> thanks again. That right? That's awesome. Um, <laughs> no, they're they're super super supportive. They're the best. You know, we play each other all our all our music. So anything that hasn't come out yet, the other boys have heard everything anyway. Like James sent me all his stuff, and yeah, it's amazing. Super supportive. It's like a family. It's like they're my parents as well, but our brothers maybe. But that's the best situation, though. Hundred percent. Yeah. But. Uh, you dropped a pop punk track called Hey Wait. Firstly, yeah. that song slaps, Connor. But <laughs> Thank you. I love that song so much. And that's how I know that you changed your name because I do follow you. <laughs> You're a legend. Love, I appreciate you. That's but, kind of you. But you, you wrote it with Blink-182's Mark Hoppus, who we widely recognize as a god on this podcast. Talk to me about me that experience. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it was like, it was like a, I don't know. It was like Christmas, you know, like a kid, like the night before. Cause I knew that we were doing the writing session with him. And the night before I was like, can I swear on this? Of course you can. I, I was shitting myself, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was so scared. Cause he's been one of them people that I've grew up with and, and he influenced me to play guitar and bass. And so to have the opportunity to get into a room with, it was just me, him, Sasha, and our producer, Matt. And to be in a room like that, it was was awesome. He's like the nicest guy. Everything that I kind of thought he would be, he was. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things where people are like, don't meet your idols, but do meet your idols because he's, he's awesome. So, uh, no, we were super lucky. And Matt was actually the one that set up the session um, because he produced a lot of Blink's Nine album. Oh, okay. um, so he kind of got in contact with him and yeah, he came over and I was super grateful as well because it was not long after he just got the all clear from his cancer. So, um, to have that was a bit of an honor and have him come over was awesome. Mm, milestone stuff. You've got a new track dropping in October called figure it out that you've been teasing. What can we expect from that? Mm-hmm. I'm super excited to release this one. It's, it's kind of, it's not pop punk, but it's in that kind of area i guess it's more like acoustic-y ballad emotional um okay yeah i'm super excited i wrote it with a guy called colin deedon who's um got an artist project called little hurt which is amazing everyone should check that out it's great um but yeah it's it's an emotional song and i'm kind of excited to release it i think it's one that if people are going through a struggle or a hard time they need to hear this song and hopefully they can kind of relate to it you know Mm. You said that, you know, you've been a band for 11, 12 years, and I know last year you celebrated 10 official years of the Vamps, a whole a whole decade of banging pop hits. And when you started <laughs> out, when you joined the band, if I told you that you would be touring and recording and still loving it 10 years down the line, what would you have said to me? I'd say you're a liar <laughs> and you should think about what you've just done. <laughs> no, <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, honestly, I never would have thought in my wildest dreams that I'd still be here and still be like playing music and, and, you know, any, just anything like you could have told me, like we played a 
crowd of a thousand, I would have been like, no. And now we've played to like tens of thousands. It's actually like, it blows my mind every day. And I have to kind of take a step back and think like, this is crazy. I'm so grateful for, for everything we've been through and everything we've done. And yeah, I was the baby of the band as well. So I, I joined last, I was the youngest. And so I was just kind of thrown into this like whirlwind of things that just kept on happening and we kind of never came home after after we left so <laughs> it's it's been an amazing 10 11 years and uh yeah hopefully it's just upwards from here i guess but we're grateful for everything if if you know if for some reason it just went to nothing you know it must be great to see your fans grow with you too like literally from being teenagers like you said to your late 20s i mean I'm sure you have all the love in the world for the people that came out to celebrate your greatest hits world tour that you're currently on because they make it right. Honestly. Yeah, definitely. I think we've seen, we, we, well, we still see the same, like same people since we started, like the first single, there's people that came to our first ever signing that we see at these shows now. And we're like, Oh my God, it's so nice. Yeah. We like, we know people by name and, and they become like good friends. It's, it's even like, uh, there's one girl that I think she came to one of our first gigs and then she came to a gig recently and she had a baby and she brought the like her baby oh, along as well. Oh my word. So it's like a second generation of Vamps fans. It's awesome. That is that is amazing. That is incredible. I love that. Right. I, love, I think, yeah, I think that that's, I don't know if you saw, but Rocking the Daisies and Tex in the City did well, we posted on Instagram a meet and greet competition, right? Yes. For, yeah. for fans <laughs> to win a chance to meet you and greet you at the festival. Have you seen some of those entries? Have you seen what people have, have posted? Have I seen the entries? No, I haven't actually. Wait, wait how do, what do they have to do? I've seen okay, the so, so I'm actually going to, I'll, I'll, I'll get them to you somehow, but I've screenshotted some of the entries there's this one guy his name is Ethan this guy I mean if he doesn't win uh, I don't know then this competition is rigged he's basically <laughs> photoshopped himself into different photos with you guys in different oh, wow. scenarios but this and he he does like at least two a day and then he tags us in it and we're just like Ethan wait where did this love <laughs> of the vamps come from so I mean I Ethan's fingers crossed guy. Fingers crossed that Ethan wins. Please remember his name because when you meet him, you need to ask him. I, and you need to tell me. I need to know. He's like, he's obsessed, but in the best possible way. And like, I love when we do these kinds of competitions and people go above and beyond. It like really shows that, you know, that dedication and that 100%. love, that love of the music. I think it's really cool. That's great. I cannot wait to meet Ian, Ethan. And I want to see these pictures as well. I'm actually on the post now because I'm like trying to look for stuff. But uh, I think um, you won't you won't see the photos because they were tagged in a story. Right. So, okay. mm -hmm. so but I'll but uh, yeah, I'll get them to you. I'll get them to you. I'll send them to Joe. <laughs> and then he can Yeah, hundred percent. Thank you. That'd be awesome. No, it's great. Like <laughs> as you say, we have such amazing fans and like people go over and beyond and it's things like getting tattoos of our lyrics or like someone got like my signature tattooed on them and just it, the dedication is crazy that we've had over the years. And I think that's, what's been really at the core of the vamps. Like that's what's mm. kind of pushed us through everything. And it's the reason why we're still doing what we're doing, you know? 
If I remember correctly, I think the question for the meet and greet was like, which vamp song can you not wait to hear performed live? And there are a whole, you know, different bunch of songs. But I want to know what track do you enjoy performing live for whatever reason it might be? Um, there's, a, I mean, I love playing a whole set, to be honest. But like the one song that like I've always said is my favorite from like years ago to now is a song called Last Night. And I don't know why that is, but it, it's such a fun song to play live. It's like got a funky groove. I don't know. There's just something about it. And uh, I mean, when we released it, I think I was like 17. And it, it talks about like what the hell happened last night. And I think I relate more to that now <laughs> than I do to when we released it. So I think maybe that's why. I don't know. You're like, oh, this is what those lyrics meant. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Honestly. Connor, you've been such a pleasure to have on the podcast. It's been so great to talk to you. And I cannot wait to see you guys perform at Johnny Walker Rock in the Daisies in November. It's going to be it's gonna be one for oh, the books. Thank you. No, it's going to be amazing. We can't wait. Um, we're glad that we can make it and hope everyone's safe. Everyone, everyone's doing well. Uh, we love you very much. We'll be there. Can't wait. This episode was made possible by Quinton Misplan, Matthew Dickinson, and the good people over at Sure. And all the artwork was created by OG illustrator Elio Moravero. If you're obsessed and you need to know more, you can find us across socials at Ticks in the City and at TicksInTheCity.com for more music news. Otherwise, thank you for listening and catch you next week. You know that pure joy when you find a forgotten 100 rand note in the pocket of some old jeans while you're doing the laundry? That feeling of elation sums up Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies. Since its rejuvenation in 2016, Johnny Walker Rocking the Daisies has ensured that those three days you spend on Kloof Wine Farm in Darling will sustain you long enough until the following year's edition. That the memories you make with your squad under the sun, screaming along to your favorite musos, will last a lifetime. Daisies is committed to developing, supporting, and cultivating a quality, multi-sensory cultural experience, and this year will be no different. Head on over to rockinthedaisies.com to get your tickets now and be a part of history.